Hello, this is Ashley Black, and you are listening to the Talking to Strangers podcast. So, I'm a bit of an awkward, introverted person, and meeting new people hasn't always come easy to me. It's always awkward, I get sweaty, and it's just a general weird time, Um, and it's just always been a bit of a struggle. So, I've decided that I want to get better at meeting new people, and I just want to hear more people's stories because I I love hearing people's stories and what they've been through and just being able to learn from what other people have done in their lifetime, and I just think it's the coolest thing. So I've always, you know, been battling myself to try to, you know, talk to people and because I love people, but at the same time, I'm like really awkward, so... This podcast, Talking to Strangers, is just me taking you along with me when I interview and just have a chat with a new person. It's usually just a chill conversation, and sometimes it gets deep, which is what I love, deep conversations, and it's just really fun. It's been fun so far, and I want to be able to share what I learn with other people, and maybe even inspire some other fellow introverts to talk to strangers. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. This week, I talked to Daisy, or Hot Cheeto Mommy, on YouTube, love the name, uh, just about her YouTube career and how she got started and, you know, the adversity she's faced and had to overcome and What's in store for her in the near future? I really love talking to her. I was so glad that she agreed to talk to me. I've been watching her videos for like a year now, and she's a pretty new YouTuber, but she's up and coming. She does the best thrift hauls on the block, so if you like to watch thrift hauls, definitely check her out. She has such a unique style. She just has such a creative fire within her and it's really cool to see you know someone with such candor and just like genuine quality making genuine youtube videos um so yeah the beginning got kind of cut off and i apologize for the not so great sound quality as i was recording a facetime audio video or whatever so before the audio started I started out just by asking if she could tell me a little bit about her story because I've seen her YouTube videos, but I just kind of wanted to get a basis of where she's coming from. So here it is. I hope you enjoy. I have like a really crappy little Dell laptop and just like write in the pages or words, word, it was word, word, yeah. (laughs) So I like try to write little stories and then even when I play with like my toys, like all the, like you know when you play with like Barbies and stuff like that, like, or any like any action figure toys, they just always look a little storyline or plot that you follow, I would go all in with those. (laughs) And then um, I really liked Wallace and Gremmett because we had this Mm. DVD set and I think we still have it somewhere but I watch it all the time and I love the animation of it and the stories yeah. like made me so happy and excited so I try to make stop motions myself and so then I took those stories with my toys that I always created mm-hmm. and basically hijacked the uh camcorder that we had for my family mm-hmm. and I make stop motions 
So that's how it basically I got inspired to start filmmaking was uh, Wallace and Garment. I just really like that. Yeah. Them. Um, and then after that, I was making stop motions with my toys for a minute. And then I tried making music videos with myself. So I'd like, I like Lana the Ray a lot. So yes, <laughs> I make like music videos, her songs. And I was like this little like fourth grader, fifth grader, sixth grader, just like <laughs> making music videos in my room. It was weird. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't actually make um, my first film with an actual person until eighth grade when I decided to apply to the arts high school that I went to. I just graduated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I found out about it is because my sister watched a documentary called Fame High on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And basically it was about the high school, Loxa, and how, like, different, like, like the stories of different students there and the arts they have there. I was like really interested, so I looked it up and I said do it. My mom though, she only let me apply because she thought I wasn't gonna get in. Because oh. they weren't when I told her I wanted to be a filmmaker or that I wanted to like pursue this as an actual career, because I didn't mm-hmm. know I could at the time mm-hmm. until like I saw this and I realized like, oh like, this can actually be something. Yeah. I remember I was in the car with her and I told her and she kinda just like was like really quiet. And she just kind of, like, looked at me. I think I mentioned this to you in, like, one of my videos mm-hmm. when I was talking about it. But, like, yeah. So, like, that was, like, her reaction. I'll never forget it. Yeah. But then I got in. Wow. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, basically, when I got here, like, everything I know now about filmmaking, I'm still learning, but mm-hmm. everything is because of Loxa. Mm-hmm. And I've learned so much. Like, the teachers there, the staff, like, the environment was super supportive and just, like, a really great place to be in, and I really miss it now. Because yeah. I'm in a place where I'm not surrounded by creative people or, like, people who are passionate about film now. Mm. So I'm kind of just like, ah. But, um, yeah. I, I, when I first got there, I was really into editing, so I went to my, the department head of film, and I was like, hey, I'm really... I really like editing. I want to edit more stuff. Can you give me, like, openers? Because we have film festivals. And before each film mm. festival, we'd basically cut together all the films in the festival to play as the opener. And mm. it was, like, a big deal to, like, because it was, like, the opener. You had to get the yeah. hyped or whatever. Yeah, so cool. I, So, yeah, so he got me. He let me do a couple. And uh, I really liked it. He really liked them. And people um, started to notice that I was, like, that I liked editing and that I was, like, kind of good at it. So people would come to me and edit their films. So then I started editing people's stuff. But then that wasn't enough because, like, I was just, like, really excited about it and I wanted more things to edit. So then I started making YouTube videos because it gave me just, like, different footage and things to cut. And it wasn't just, like, random things. Like, I could be making Mm -hmm. content as well. But the reason why I was really attracted to making Thrift Hall specifically is because um, I'd watched a lot on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But they were all kind of like really boring, or like people take so long to get to the clothes. Yeah, like, it's in, they haven't seen anything, and they're just talking, or they spend like five minutes trying on a piece of a piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, but better because yeah. why not? Yeah. So I did, and then I guess people liked it, and like people always ask me like, how did you like, like how did like you get like so many subscribers? Even though I don't think I do, like I'm still like working on it. Yeah, but like just like. uh I was just like, I don't know, like, I just, I've ma- I made stuff because I liked it and I wanted to, and I, I've been doing that ever since, um, so yeah, yeah and then, uh, after, like, sophomore year, I kind of, like, I still love editing, and I still did it, but I started to venture more into, like, my own, like, writing and directing, mm. which I found that that's what I really enjoy more, because I like being a leader, and I like being in charge, yeah. <laughs> and I, like, I have a lot of, like, my own stories and stuff that I want to tell, and, like, although I'd like to be an editor... I don't know if I could do it long term because like it's just like I want to help other people but also because I have my own ideas and everything mm-hmm. like I want to be able to get those out yeah. so um yeah so then uh, junior and senior years when I really focus on that and I like 
I made my uh, film, uh, La Niña Morada, which was mm-hmm. when I turned 18, and then I I spent a lot of time making part of a generation, senior year, and then I have my thesis film, which I haven't released yet, because I'm still, like, there's just stuff with that that I'm trying to figure out, uh, but it'll be out soon. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I got into filmmaking that way, I got into writing directing that way, um, and then I think you know about what happened with college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, kind of like the rundown, and we're still growing, yeah. we're still prospering. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Um, like, what, I feel like I've probably, like, seen you talk about a few things that, like, you struggled with throughout yeah. your, you know, time being a YouTuber, but, um, I guess, like, what's, what's, like, the one thing that, like, bothers you the most about I don't know. And it just, like, is bothering you. Yeah, or, or just, like, being an artist and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, let's see. Let's go down the list. No, I'm <laughs> Um, oh, what's bothering me? I mean, I guess, like, with YouTube, what bothers me is not in, like, YouTube itself, but just, like, I, like, I'll see, like, some content from some people, but, like, it's just, like, you know that type of content... That's where, like, people, it's just them flexing on, on the internet and, like, showing off what they have. Yeah, and like, just, Jake like, Pollard. Like, Jake you know, Pollard's yeah. and, like, things like that. And it's just, like, I see, like, so much of that, but, like, it's mm-hmm. so successful, too, and, like, I just don't understand it. And yeah. I think that's what bothers me a little bit. It's just, like, when people create content like that, because, like, I guess, like, it's just, it's, for them, it's kind of just, like, a confidence booster, an ego booster, because people are, like, flocking to them. And I've noticed, and it's yeah. actually, I was talking to my friend about this last night, because uh, we were talking about <laughs> we we're talking about YouTubers like this. Yeah. Because um, he's he wants to make YouTube videos, and we we're just talking about like trends and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. normally the people that really enjoy content that's very like lavish and shows off wealth are like like really young audiences for some reason. Yeah. And I think it's because like when you're really young, like you kind of just like are obsessed with the idea of success. How to get there, you don't really care about. It's more just like, oh, I want to be wealthy. I want to have like a Maserati and a Tesla. Like yeah. that's like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like. I think that's why it's so successful is because especially like in this time there's just like a lot of just like people are really obsessed well they've always been but people are like obsessed with mm-hmm. the outcome of success rather than the steps to get to, to be at that point totally. um so it's like it really bothers me that like that kind of content is successful but I guess like they can do them but it's just like it kind of irks me yeah um yeah. yeah and then uh I think that's like one major thing I don't know like what else like what's like sp- sp- like what specifically would you like to know that bothers me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just think, like, the whole, like, YouTube space and how it's, like, currently changing is really interesting. Oops, you just cut out. Sorry. Okay, did you... Yeah, did yeah, I cut yeah. out? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, I feel like it's, like, really evolving, or it has evolved just from, like, you know, like, YouTubers that I watch, like, Philip DeFranco and, you know, like, people like that yeah. that talk about how it's changing and I feel like like a lot of people are creating content like skewed towards the algorithm and like Mm -hmm. trying to exploit that and I guess like it's you touched on this but like it's probably frustrating for you like trying to like make make this creative interesting content and that's you know not skewed towards like four-year-olds watching YouTube and stuff like Mm -hmm. that you know 
Yeah. Right. And, like, if anything, like, I don't know if I do want people like that watching my videos. And if they don't right. like the stuff that I make or, like, the other people that make content similar to mine, like, I mean, that's okay because there's so many other people who want content like mm-hmm. the stuff that we create. Yeah. And, like, if anything, like, what I really appreciate about YouTube and stuff here is, like, okay, like, Shane Dawson, for example, like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you like him or yeah. his videos. Yeah, but, like, all, I love him. Like, 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 all the stuff he's been making recently, like, all the series and stuff like that, like, it's diving into that very just, like, vulnerable side of just, like, people being unafraid yeah. to, like, share their experiences. Because yes. I think that's, like, really important. Mm-hmm. I even, like, went to VidCon, like, two, last year, I think. No. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't, like, time. Time, I know, yeah. I feel, yeah. <laughs> um, but last year when I went to VidCon, I remember being at a panel, I don't remember which one specifically, but one YouTuber, one YouTuber was talking about how, like, she noticed that just like people like watching that because just there's like an ability to relate and people mm-hmm. like being able to like they're not alone whether they're struggling with something or some sort of success yeah. like it's really like it's just like so a part of just like the natural human experience mm-hmm. and people enjoy that a lot and so i've seen that come through with like shane dawson's work mm-hmm. i've seen that come through even like with, with when he helped green red girl now her content is more just like it's her yeah it's, like, she's not she's unafraid to do that yeah whereas like people like jake paul and like all that like group of just like people who just post stuff to flex they're not really doing that and i don't know if it like is fulfilling for them mm-hmm. but it, it just it totally just like it's just the total opposite of that yeah. and i think that people because of, like of content like that shane dawson is putting out not him specifically i'm sure, I'm sure other people are but mm-hmm. that's definitely getting people to realize like oh like this is kind of what matters or is kind of more important than yeah how many drones you have in your backyard like <laughs> it's just yeah <laughs> like, like mansion tour whatever exactly. yeah yeah exactly. I love, like, I love Shane Dawson's, you know, newer videos. Like, I I get so inspired by just, like, hearing other people's stories, which is also, like, why I'm talking to you, because I've been watching you, I'm, like, you're so inspirational, like, and you're, you're, like, younger than me, and I still, like, can be inspired by you, which is awesome, but, um, just, like, the human experience, like, people connecting, and, yeah, just, like, what you were saying, so, but definitely yeah what yeah. what inspires you what inspires me yeah as like an artist as a person what do we Do I anything anything goes anything? yeah um I guess like what inspires me I mean there's a lot of different things like if it's for filmmaking mm-hmm. what inspires me to be a filmmaker it's kind of just like a collective like multitude of experiences that I've had or like things that I've realized I've grown up because like mm-hmm. technically what inspired me to be like start filmmaking was Wallace and Gromit yeah but yeah what is inspired me to keep going is like when I was in high school like I like learning that like you know there isn't a lot I mean it sounds stupid to say but like I wasn't really aware of like the lack of representation because I didn't really look at it like I was mm-hmm. really obsessed with just like the production side of filmmaking yeah but I didn't really dive into the story and how it affects people and as I've learned about the importance of film like the effect and influence it can have mm-hmm. like what inspired me a lot to keep going is like the lack of representation the lack of like Latinx filmmakers and like how I want to help like break that but also pave a way for other people who want to be in that position because when mm-hmm. I was that age really young like it was like kind of like I I couldn't even fathom being in the film industry because it just I, I didn't see it yeah and then like what inspires me just as a person to like keep doing just in general what I want to do is just um kind of again like past experiences but like what right now what's really inspiring me like motivating me is like not getting into college 
because I mean that's kind of like the lowest of the low I can get right now yeah. so really like I it's really pushing me just like okay like I'm right here but like there's more up there that I gotta go to so I just gotta going mm-hmm. there's work and actually I just read this article I don't know if it's getting on topic but my yeah, boyfriend sent me the, my boyfriend sent me this article about this woman uh she, I don't remember her name uh, I don't remember her name but okay. basically she trained for the Olympics she was in track and mm-hmm. she trained really hard. She was at this qualifier, and she was about to cross the finish line. Mm-hmm. And then the person behind her tripped and fell, and she fell over. Oh and she didn't cross, and everyone ran past her. Oh, like, she my God. had it. Yeah. And like, it wasn't her fault at all. Like, it just, like, yeah. life just happened. Yeah. So the, the point of the article was that um, the, the woman, she talked about how, like, yeah, like, I would get in moods where, like, I'd beat myself up about it. And the, but then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she realized it wasn't anything she did that caused it and it was there's nothing that she could do to change it so yeah. instead of becoming obsessed with what she could have done like should have what could have mm-hmm. or become just like letting that become toxic she's like hey what are these steps to get to where i want to be which was basically yeah. her getting the Olympics. so her yeah. what the article basically went to went into is just like how like sometimes toxic it can be to only focus on the end outcome rather than thinking about the steps to get there mm-hmm. so that has really inspired me just like thinking about the steps that I need to take to get to like getting into USC mm-hmm. my dream school yeah. or being a filmmaker mm-hmm. because that will eventually get me to there where in sports like if I, all, if I, I just think about and obsess about what I want to be at the end I kind of like waste all my time and energy on that rather than again the steps that I need yeah. to get there so I think focusing on the steps to get to where I need to be and um that's really inspiring to just like keep keep going yeah 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 i actually talked to a navy uh naval officer yeah. as a part of this assignment type thing and he his story was like really crazy too it, it reminded me of that lady training for the olympics yeah. because his whole life like his only goal was to like become a navy seal and he's always you know like worked hard for everything he's done you know like sports yeah. and whatnot and he's always been able to achieve and like get there but he he went through navy seal training which is like insane like they they, like drown you and like jesus it was so crazy to hear about but he noticed like he started getting like slower at running and stuff so Mm -hmm. he got an exam and he was diagnosed with asthma which it doesn't sound that bad you know like normal people deal with that every day yeah but navy Navy seal Seal, like that was like a nail in the coffin plus so they, he couldn't become a SEAL, and then on top of it, the Navy just, like, discharged him, even though he could have, like, done something else. So yeah. he just, like, did not know what to do. And wow. he said that his friend, like, invited him out for drinks after because he, like, knew he's going through a tough time. And that same night, like, his friend introduced him to his now wife, which is crazy. I was just like, oh my god, like, the string of events, and now he was, now, like, they have a kid, and, like, you know, it's just, it was, yeah, and, yeah, and, it was just such an amazing story to hear, and he just believes that, you know, like, everything happens for a reason, even though in the heat of the moment, you will never be able to see it, but, yeah, so, I think yeah. you'll definitely you're on the right track, girl. Like yeah. you, yeah. What? We'll yeah. What kind of like what steps are you taking then, or what steps do you want to take? Yeah. Well, I think right now at the moment, like 
I'm just really trying to focus on like my schoolwork because that's one of the steps like I need to have uh, at least like a 3.7 or higher GPA so Mm -hmm. like the steps I'm taking is like trying to study uh doing all my homework just being on top of that Mm -hmm. and then also just like really like scheduling time to focus on like my application supplements and all the essays that I have to write again so like basically just doing all that and focusing on because if I make my application the best that I can make it at least I know that like I tried my best and because like I can't control their decision so and like also I've been meeting with a lot of counselors at USC Mm -hmm. or I met with the vice dean of cinema and media studies which is where I want to be at yeah like I'm trying to talk to people and like trying to finesse yeah you know that's what you gotta do yeah exactly I'm just I'm doing everything that I can Mm -hmm. to that I think will benefit the outcome or possibly me getting in there Mm -hmm. so just like really just like hustling and grinding yeah yeah can (laughs) I ask like why is that your dream school why is that my dream school Mm -hmm. um I want I want a minor in Chicano studies and I kind of like I've heard really great things about the program there and also I I, being in LA which is like probably like the largest like Latinx community Mm -hmm. besides Mexico and like North America and everything like that but um but just like being here and I I'm like I'm gonna get emotional. Oh, oh, get emotional. oh okay. <laughs> I just I, I anytime I'm on my campus, I just there's like a nice feeling where I feel like I belong and like mm-hmm. I I want like I'm not saying that there aren't as like motivated people like at other schools like the USC like schools like that I get talk to people who go there who are just as creative and passionate Mm -hmm. like I'm sure it's at other places but for some reason when I'm there and like like I've talked to people who go to LMU and Chapman and things like that but when I'm there I just like have a feeling like where I like I belong and I feel it makes me really happy and like it makes me really excited to like be in those classrooms and like talk to the teachers and like like understand like what they do there it's just like I it sounds really weird and cliche and probably just sounds like BS coming out of my mouth but just like I just I feel I like I, I, I feel like I was meant to be there in some way or form Mm -hmm. and like I really appreciate the curriculum that they have there and um I know that if I'm there that I'm gonna like kick ass and even though I'm gonna be in cinema media studies when I get in um (laughs) yeah so basically they have like a senior thesis project thing but it's only available to film and tv students Mm -hmm. but and so you can't do it in any any other program so I still want to do it, even though I'm going to be in senior media studies and I already have a script that I'm working on. Um, nice. <laughs> but, like, I just, like, I really just, like, I know when I'm in there mm-hmm. that I'm going to, like, kick ass and that I'm going to, like, that they're going to be like, well, like, we didn't expect that. Because yeah. it's just, like, I'm so, like, I just feel, it, it's so important to me and I feel like yeah. that is the place that I need to be at. Yeah. That, I mean, if it's such, yeah, I mean, just go with your gut feeling. I feel yeah. like. I feel like that's the most valid thing sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How has your Latinx, like, identity evolved over time? I'm really interested in that because I'm, like, part Ecuadorian, yeah. but, like, yeah. I, there's, I've never, like, been in a really, like, Latino community my yeah. whole life, so. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, when I was, like, really, really little, I went to a private Catholic school, and there, there were a lot of, like, Asian students or white. And, like, there weren't really, like, a lot of, like, Latina students. Mm-hmm. I did have a group of friends, though, and they were Latinas. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, we all stuck together, I think, because of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but growing up, 
I think because I wasn't around a lot of people like me. Like, yeah, I had my family. But the thing about that is, actually, I've been taking, I've been taking sociology class, which is actually really mm. interesting. And I've been, like, unraveling everything. That yeah. Just like, ah. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, those are interesting. But just, yeah, yeah. But, um, so I think the reason why younger, when I was younger, like, I didn't really acknowledge being Mexican and I wasn't really proud of it. Like, I, like, I refused to speak, to speak Spanish. Mm. I didn't want to like I didn't like going to like family parties because I don't like the music and I was like it's too loud I don't want to be like I just I wasn't really proud of who I was yeah. um and I think that one stems from just like because there weren't a lot of people like me in my school maybe also media and like anytime I did see people like me mm-hmm. they were either cholas cholos they were maids they were in like yeah. roles that would empower me if anything made me feel embarrassed of where I came from mm-hmm. um which is also why I like representation is really important to me um now but also just like in my family specifically and I know like this is similar with a lot of people but there's like a lot of like internalized racism Mm -hmm. and so like anytime they'd be like oh like you're oh she's too Mexican or like don't speak that way you sound like a bicep like stuff like that Uh, that's kind of just like very just like even within my own family I felt like I couldn't be proud of it because there was just a lot of like things like that yeah and then as I grew up and I started realizing how like wrong that was and also um the one event though that made me realize like how like much I actually do appreciate my culture was in freshman year actually high school so I have for a while like a long ass time Mm -hmm. when I got to high school I started realizing like the beauty of it everything but we did we made this altar and a stage for this um event here in LA in Santa Ana and we basically we built an altar and we got pictures of like our deceased relatives and even like pets and everything. We made it and we yeah. after this, basically this whole event where a whole bunch of people made uh, altars and they like closed off a block and it was just a whole bunch of altars on oh, a block. And they had like cool. food trucks and people like painted their faces and it was like so beautiful. And I think being yeah. a part of that, seeing how important and special that was, like really just like changed how I felt. And then all after that, like realizing how Eurocentric like history is in, in classes and realizing how like they skimmed over like the mexican american war and then just yeah. like everything like that and like even like skipping over the chicano movement the civil rights movement in the 60s mm-hmm. it bothered me and mm-hmm. i was like why am i learning about this i want to learn about it because i mean i want to learn about like where i come from and the people yeah. are part of, like this community yeah so then i try to do like outside research and like doing that outside research and like i'm like really into um the mexican revolution mm-hmm. and like all that stuff so like I have books on it that I try to read but just like there's yeah. so much information out there that I kind of got overwhelmed but I think <laughs> I yeah, am so I feel, I'm actually yeah. yeah yeah and I'm actually really excited because um this year I'm taking the Mexican American history class mm, which is cool. super dope and I'm super excited about yeah. it I think it's a learn yeah but I think about one event the day of death thing and realizing the lack of like uh Mexican or Latinx history in history books mm-hmm made me realize like hey like this is something wrong this is something I want to learn more about and it made me appreciate where I come from more and then realizing again like the lack of representation how that affected me when I was younger and how it still affects people this day I was like hey we're not having it I'm not gonna let this happen anymore anymore so like I've seen like even in high school like it was hard trying to cast people of color because all the people in my theater program in my school were all like it was all primarily white Mm. and I was like, what the hell? And, like, even when I would try to, there's, like, websites you can go to, and, like, it'll basically show LA actors, mm-hmm. and then they can, like, submit, like, to be a part of your film, and you can look at their, like, little bios, and they're, like, real. 
specific people so you can specify like the people they're looking for so anytime I ever put like for my senior thesis I needed a Latina mom mm-hmm. around the age of like 40 and only like four people submitted oh my gosh because and the, well, that's the thing is like there are not that many people yeah it that but since I feel like there are maybe they're just not a part of the website because like I think if you really dig and find like you can find yeah. people like I'm not saying there aren't people mm-hmm. but just like still there aren't a lot compared to like the abundance of like white actors and things like that yeah and it makes it really difficult I think also I'm sorry I'm getting off topic which is no, the more thing I, it's okay reason, I think the reason why that happens too is because like art specifically aren't really encouraged in like the Latinx community or like people of color and like their like cultural backgrounds it's more like okay you gotta be like a doctor or a lawyer yeah. so because there's that lack of encouragement there aren't that many people applying for those jobs mm. or like that we can like reach out to because because of that lack of yeah yeah I hope that answered your question. No, yeah, definitely. I'm always, like, wondering, like, how can we just get more representation, like, on all facets, like, in every industry, because it's still, Mm -hmm. like, there's still such a huge discrepancy, and, like, Mm -hmm. and I think there are more, like, Hispanics in the United States than white people now, or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I'm just, like, where, like, where, why, why don't, why do we not, like, see it more, but... Yeah. yeah, and I think I think I'm I'm glad that like there's more like filmmakers like I've talked to people who are also like super into just like wanting to be include have make inclusive films and like represent underrepresented communities which is really important. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that like at least like the wave of like or the group of filmmakers that I'm a part of are pushing for that because mm-hmm. there's still so much work to be done. Um, but yeah, there is there is a lot more work to be done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're, like, championing, championing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about, like, going into the film industry, though? I mean, I know it's your passion, but I always yeah. feel like it's a scary, like, ooh, the film oh, yeah. industry. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be honest, I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, I just, like, being real, like, I am, like, I've already had, like, some experiences. Like, I was doing this internship at Paramount, and the editor I was working mm. It was like super like I don't know like he was kind of rude to me for some mm. reason and like I don't know if I, it was because I was a girl or like who I am and like what I look like but it just like mm. I felt like he didn't respect me as much as the other editors that were like like doing the internship with us mm. and um it kind of made me feel bad and like that's helped happen on like many other occasions like one time I was working on set and it was actually uh it was me and my boyfriend because we're both filmmakers and we were both mm-hmm. working on this project um and we were both leading it okay yeah. he wasn't one in charge mm-hmm. but for some reason every time like i would tell him okay like we got to do this and he would tell my teacher who was like basically supervising us mm-hmm. he'd like, be like oh like good job langston or like he'd assume that langston was the one in, like heading everything oh, but like we were working together as uh, uh, collaboratively yeah which is kind of just like it kind of irked me but just like things like little things that happened so much and then, and then like there have been instances too where like i've been like chosen i feel like to be a part of things because i'm like the token latina girl mm. and it's to show like representatives like show, to be yeah. representative which is, i guess is good to a certain extent but like yeah. there's more to me than that you know and like mm. i can offer more than just like the color of my skin or what i look like yeah so yeah and then like they're just been like little things like that little, little like my you're cutting out a little bit or, like sorry yeah. Okay. Oh, you were yeah. cutting oh, out. Sorry. sorry. Okay, there you're back. Sorry. No, it's okay. What, what, what was the last thing that you heard? Uh, just like 
after you were the token Latina or you felt like that, oh, but yeah. 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 And like there have been instances where like have you been talked to like uh male uh filmmaker like teachers, film teachers mm-hmm. and um they've just been like subtly like sexist and like there's like little microaggressions and stuff and it's kinda like made me uncomfortable. Like yeah. one time I was talking to my teacher and I was telling him about um, it wasn't even directed towards me, but just it made me feel really uncomfortable. It was just yeah. like, I was talking to her about some music video I was making, and the singer in it, she's a girl. I, I don't know if you've seen it. My music video, uh, Windows Open. I don't know if I've maybe. seen it yet. So my channel, I'm going to watch it. Okay, I'll go watch it after this. <laughs> yeah, um, but basically the girl singing it, she, she's obviously, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. And I guess he, he, at one point, he was like, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And I think you could play more around with it, because Charlotte, she's like a really pretty, like, girl, and you could do something really sexy with it. I was just like, you're talking about a 15 year old girl in my mind. I didn't yeah. understand things. I was yeah. like, really, like super yeah. helpful. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, like, it was just like, why would you say that? Yeah. Uh, uh. I know, it's icky. Ew. Yeah, it's just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, so, like, even, like, I, have, I haven't even gone into the film industry yet, but there have been so many little things that have happened. It's okay. It's like preparing me. Like, I understand it. And I actually had one teacher. Her name is Miss Reyes. Um, she was the first teacher that I've had that was not only a woman, but a woman of color in film. Yeah, And wow. it was so great to, like, hear, she was, like, didn't care. She was, like, super honest. And she tells stories about, like, her in the industry. And she was, like, just straight up. She's, like, like ladies, specifically women of color. Like, I'm going to just tell you how it is. Like, it's going to be hard because mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just, like, moments where, like, I have to try extra hard. Or I have to dress a specific way so people can take me seriously. I have to act a specific way so people don't think I'm just this loud, like, angry, like, woman of color. Because that, that yeah. happens. I understand yeah. that. And it does make me scared. But, and it does make me, like, a little, like, frustrated that it isn't even, th- it, that it is even a thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that I'm aware of it now. And I know what I'm getting myself into. Because although yeah. it is something that is scary and that it is going to be an obstacle in my progression to be successful but like it's just the reality of it unfortunately mm-hmm. and like it won't it's not going to stop me mm-hmm. it's, it's stop me it's just something that i'm gonna i'm aware of that i know like i just yeah i'm ready i'm yeah. ready I'm, yeah. yeah it's it's so like unfortunate that like you have to mm-hmm. be ready for like sexist comments and just yeah like yeah I just yeah just ignorant no, yeah, type of things and just kind of like having to I guess not even like I guess swallow it like swallow some yeah. pride but like that's basically what it is and yeah. I think that's a common thing that happens just with like women in general yeah and just like, having to like warn like I feel like people always tell women to like be careful and warn them of these things because mm-hmm. it's just the reality of it Whereas, like, I've even talked to, like, my friends who are male film- male filmmakers mm-hmm. and just, like, how, like, they never would think of those things and it would never cross their minds, so obviously, yeah. because it's not a part of your reality, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's a part of mine. And, like, I've even talked to filmmakers who are women, but they're not women of color, mm-hmm. and how, like, also their experiences are going to be different from mine. Yeah. There because... are so many layers. Exactly. Because yeah. they're not going to have to worry about the way they dress or being perceived as ghetto or mm. loud or something like that because they're white. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's, it's, everyone has different experiences and there's all, I think there's different things that we all have to, like, kind of accept as reality. Mm-hmm. And, like, acknowledging that and, and acknowledging everyone's struggles, I think, is really important as well. Yeah. 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 Change is, like, such a slow process and, like, oh, yeah. It's hard to realize because, like, you just read about certain changes in, like, textbooks and, it's just like these like 
centuries old like progress like it's so slow but I don't know hopefully it seems like things are changing or going to maybe change hopefully yeah yeah i'm glad that more things are being brought to people's attention now yeah. i think that's what's really important is like mm-hmm. awareness yeah because you can't start change if no one knows about it exactly you know? true so mm-hmm. yeah yeah true. well dang well yeah oh but that's <laughs> but like power to you yeah, like going into <laughs> that industry and yeah um, i don't i feel like i have more questions but i can't think of it right now but <laughs> Thank you so much for telling me your story yeah, and such. Of course. Yeah. Keep keep being amazing. You will you will get through you. your struggles. Yeah. Cool. Also to you too. Good luck in school. Thank good you. luck with the project. Thank Have you. Have fun. Also, yeah. I'm glad that you found your people because like I've actually yeah. been like trying to like navigate that because I've only been in school for two weeks. Yeah. But, like I don't know. I'm just like it's I hard. never my little my little creative buddies. Yeah. I guess <laughs> you're. You're technically like a freshman, and like being a freshman yeah. is the roughest thing in the entire world. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Anywhere, yeah. Yeah, it takes <laughs> it takes a while, but like you'll eventually find the little creative weirdos out definitely. there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, okay. they're just the best type of people. So. Mhm. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. So cool. good luck. Right. Thank you. Good luck. Have a Thank nice you. day. You too. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So yeah, that was my interview with Daisy. I hope you enjoyed listening to what she had to say. I thought it was really interesting to hear about her Latinx identity and just her perspective going into such a kind of tumultuous film industry at this time. And she's honestly just such an inspiration for me. She's so creative and she's just doing her thing. So if you want to see more of Hot Cheeto Mommy, look for her channel on YouTube, obviously called Hot Cheeto Mommy, and her Instagram, which is under the same alias. I hope you've enjoyed listening and tune in next week for another episode talking to another stranger. Yeah.